Welcome back to another episode of You've Got Connections. Just like relationships being so important, connections are where it starts. I feel with the right connection, so many things can start to blossom. I love the expression, it's not what you know, it's who you know. I'm your host, Arielle Levitt. We are going to talk with entrepreneurs, see how they have built their businesses through connections, and how you can do the same. Every week, we will talk with new business owners to get connected with them and learn how they have built their business, maintain their relationships while building their empire, and have the courage to do their life's purpose. It's time to start elevating the world through connections. Let's dive in and take a listen. Thank you to one of our sponsors, The Newlywood Card Game. Here's something that nobody tells you about marriage. After the wedding ends, you and your partner will be scratching your heads and wondering what in the world to do next. The first years of marriage can be blah and boring, but it doesn't have to be that way. Meet the Newlywed Card Game, the first ever card game for newlyweds that adds a spark of romance, adventure, and fun after the honeymoon ends. When you get your hands on the Newlywed Card Game, you'll have 75 curated cards inside that are filled with challenges, adventures, and deep conversation starters. Learn more at thenewlywedcardgame.com and use the code L-O-V-E for $5 off. That's love, L-O-V-E for $5 off. This week, I get to share my conversation with Dr. Shivani Gupta. We had such a fun time sitting and actually talking in person, which is so cool to finally really be able to do and have that connection. It's a different connection than over Zoom when you talk to somebody. So we got to sit down and chit chat about how she got her master's and PhD in Ayurvedic studies, how she's taken what she's learned and started this whole business with it. It's really incredible. And her, her, her passion is turmeric and how she feels that turmeric is so important in everybody's lifestyle. And this is her purpose. This is her calling. So she created a a whole business around this, which is amazing. And I can't wait to share this with you guys. So let's get right into it. Hello. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Shivani Gupta, Dr. Shivani Gupta, I should say. I just feel, um, you know, like you're just so easy to like have a conversation with that it's like Shivani. It's just, I mean, but it is Dr. Shivani Gupta. So (laughs) (laughs) it is. I tell everyone just call me Shivani. Thank you so much for being here and and doing this and talking about your entrepreneur journey. And so let's start with your company or how you started this. That's easy. So I am obsessed with health and wellness. And in my whole life, I watched my family as I grew up always suffering from the advanced effects of diabetes. Mm -hmm. And I kept watching this and I kept saying, you know, what is the point of being a successful entrepreneur? If the last 20 to 30 years of your life is spent in disease management, you work so hard for like success, wealth, joy, all these experiences with your family then at the end, your family's just trying to manage you through heart attacks and strokes and that kind of thing. So when I learned about a system of medicine from India called Ayurveda, I thought, okay, so there's a sister science to yoga. It's from India. It's ancient, just like Chinese herbal medicine. What if I just utilize this and found a way to prevent these diseases? Um, And so I went a deep, I took a deep dive into Ayurveda, studied it, did my master's in it. And then I ended up doing my PhD on turmeric And that's when everything changed. Cause I was like, okay, this is the superfood we all need in our lives every day. Uh, How do I tell everyone to take it? Why are they just sprinkling it on their food and thinking that's enough? That's like sprinkling vitamin C on something and saying, oh, I took enough C. It doesn't work that way. 
Um, and so it inspired me to launch my supplement company. And so I built my supplement company, Fusionary Formulas, six years ago now. And, um, and it's a real joy to have because the products work and people are supported. And so there's all these people who have inflammation and pain, and they have a natural solution for that. Amazing. And it's so fun. You could say like six years, right? As an entrepreneur, like there's those stages that you have the three-year stage. Well, first year is like always like, you're like, what am I even doing? <laughs> Absolutely. Second year, like, okay, I made it through the first year. I can like swim and tread, like tread water a little bit or something like that. Yep. Third year, it's like, I think there's, 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 there's different stages, right? And after five years, like if you have a business, um, you can continue on, like, you know, you're going to make it and you're successful. Now you've been doing this for six years, which is unbelievable. Yeah. And it's not been an easy journey, which is like any entrepreneurship, right? Right. It's, there's those ups and downs. There's those struggles. There's, I'm sure times that you wanted to give up. Absolutely. Annually. I thought <laughs> of quitting annually. Every time inventory came due and I owed tens of thousands of dollars, I thought again, again, I'm going to have to personally pick this tab up so that my company can make it. And so that was for five years. And so last year going into, going into year one, two of the pandemic, I thought, okay, should I do this? And then I thought, well, the whole world needs more knowledge on health. If this is how we're going. Yeah. So I'm going to go in one more time, but I bet that if I really focus and really push now, this company can become Mm self-sufficient. And I just did that just oh, now this is so exciting. in the first quarter of 2022 it's done I made it across my finish line so oh my gosh, it's amazing. so now I feel more at peace because I understand now what it takes yeah and it kind of takes going back to being scrappy I talked to a fellow entrepreneur the other day who said it's funny doesn't your year six feel like your year one he said a friend of his gave him the advice of as soon as you hit your six you survive five yeah pretend like it's your one again and just take the wisdom and knowledge with you and none of the bitterness or exhaustion. <laughs> and I thought, Oh my God. And, and he said, be scrappy about it. And I said, I'm totally scrappy about it. We're going grassroots. We're going simple nuts and bolts and moving forward just with the wisdom of what not to do. Yeah. Which is cool. Oh my gosh. That's so interesting. Yeah. So and yours is a product-based service. So how did you even get this off the ground? I mean, you knew you wanted to do turmeric and this is something that you're passionate about. Um, but then how did you start making the connections or doing what you needed to do to get the word out there? You know, like in any entrepreneurial journey, you always think it's going to be way easier than it is. And I actually had a product company from 2006 to 2009. I, um, I graduated college and I said, I'm going to change the world. I just need to impact health. So I first started an Ayurvedic oil company and I couldn't find a manufacturer in India who would make it authentically, but also make it smell good and look good. So anyone in the U S would buy it. So I had to give up on that project because I couldn't find the right supplier and every supplier I did find wasn't authentic. Mm -hmm. And my family quickly realized they're like, this girl is such a perfectionist. If the product's not right, she just won't go forward. Mm -hmm. So I dropped that one. And then eventually I evolved into organic products and an organic cotton children's clothing line. So I built a company in 2006 called Sama Baby Organics. And I had no idea what I was doing. 
making a garment actually takes an immense amount of understanding and thought. Yeah. So I started the company, couldn't understand how to design a tech pack, which is very important. Mm -hmm. And um, had to go to FIT New York for a winter session just to sit there and study and understand the sector that I jumped into. Once I understood it, I built the team to tech pack with me and make organic clothes. And my goal was luxury organics. Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, you have organic clothes at Whole Foods and they're costing double or triple the price, mm -hmm. but they're rougher and they're not as comfortable. Like that makes no sense to me. Yeah. Normally when you're going to a Whole Foods, you're buying a premium product at a premium price that tastes better or is better. Yeah. So that was the whole basis of it. So the company did really well, 06 to 09. And in the end, 09 happened and the recession started mm. and no one wanted really expensive baby clothes. And so I got left with maybe 50 to $75,000 of oh baby clothes, many of which are still in my mother's garage. <laughs> she has shelves of them. And she says, these are for my grandkids. I'm like, I don't understand that, but okay. <laughs> Thousands of baby clothes we had for so many years now. And it was in Whole Foods across the country. Oh. So I learned on that company. That company was basically my MBA okay. that me and my husband paid for and my mom paid for. We all jointly paid for me to learn a lot of lessons mm -hmm. in business. So I learned how to deal with wholesalers, how to deal with distribution, how to deal with a, an entity like a Whole Foods, which was so huge. And yeah. they functioned in 13 sectors. Like they were almost like 13 separate companies because of their 13 regions. They were autonomous. Oh, I didn't realize that. So it was fascinating. And, and in the end, Whole Foods National, which is out of Austin, called me one day and said, we can't work with you guys, you know, your terms and everything. And I said, you guys, we can't work with you. You're killing us. Yeah. You're returning inventory at end of season as, if, you, as if it was on consignment. Yeah. So I learned a lot of lessons there. And I said, I will never own a product company again. I will never <laughs> deal, ever deal with big box retailers yeah. ever again. I made all those stands, you know, it's so funny because now that I own a product company, I function very differently. People yeah. are like, why aren't you in Whole Foods? I'm like, nope, mm -hmm. nope. We're not going big. We're not going into distribution. I know what those margins look like. I know what being yanked around feels like. I can't mm. imagine it happening again in this lifetime. Yeah. And, and I still consider Whole Foods an amazing company. I still shop there. I think they're epic. But as a tiny vendor, it was tough for us to grow and be that way. Uh -huh. um, and I almost got my clothing line into Bye Bye Baby and Bloomingdale's. So all of a sudden we would have been huge, but I was ready to have a kid. I was ready to start that portion of my life. And I couldn't imagine not doing it in a very holistic, organic, healthy, beautiful way. Yeah. So I stepped out of that company. And now when I built Fusionary, I'm very deliberate. Mm -hmm. I built it to be for doctors, people who I can talk to, people who are there working with patients every day. Um, I don't want to go huge. I want to go deep. I want to mm. impact exactly who needs it, not just putting it on a shelf for it to try to compete with everybody else. Yeah. 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 And you want an education. That's yeah. what I hear. Yeah. yeah. I want people to understand that there's a natural option, you know, mm. um, turmeric is a superfood. Turmeric's potent. It can do so many things. So when I did my PhD in it, everyone around me was like, you're obviously obsessed with turmeric and you really do think it can solve 99% of the world's problems. And I was like, well, it can, it, it truly can. I honestly, a hundred percent to my core before I ever made a product believed that it could do everything. Now that I have the product, I'm more humbled because I can see that we're all so different. You know, we have different absorption, different digestion. I still think it benefits 95% of us. 
Um, but it was just interesting. So I'm surrounded in my personal life by an all MD surgeon family. And so this family of mine usually thinks the opposite of what I believe when it comes to health. If someone has a health issue, I'm like, let's detox, let's, let's get you off gluten. Let's try some new approaches. Let's, let's use oils. Let's use spices. Let's use supplements. And they're all like, here's a prescription. It'll just do the job. Why wouldn't you just take the prescription? I'm like, well, there's natural solutions and they address root causes. So thankfully I've been married about 17 years now. I've now come much more towards the middle where I can respect that Western allopathic medicine gives you great tools and they work and they're tried and true. Science has proven them. And the East, Eastern ancient medicine has given us great tools and they're also valid. They might take more time to get you the result. They might have a different approach. It might have to be more holistic, meaning you have to do a couple of things, not just one. Mm-hmm. Um, so back when I started the company, because that was your original question, <laughs> my family around me is like, you should do this then. And I was like, what do you mean you should do this? They're like, you should make a supplement. I was like, remember what I said, product companies are not easy because you have to build it. You have to manage your inventory. You have to ship that inventory. It's a lot. Um, And so it turns out my husband's close friend owns a factory in Jacksonville. And I already knew this gentleman. He's an MD. He was only making a supplement line for doctor's offices. And so when I met with him, he said, you know, in turmeric, there is a lot you can do because people who sell through all those big box retailers, Mm -hmm. they're not about potency because they're just selling to the general public. They're just selling you turmeric. He's like, if you wanted to sell it to doctors, you have to drive a result, but the doctor is not going to recommend you ever again. It's a waste of his patient's money, his patient's time, his or her patients. And so I thought, okay, why don't I just try? Like I just rose to the challenge and said, how about we just prove this? If we can't prove it, I'm okay with that. But if I can prove that we can really use this for pain and inflammation, then wow, like the whole world would change. Every doctor would give you a natural tool. Every doctor would say, let me heal you as opposed to let me mask those symptoms or let me just get you out of pain fast. Mm -hmm. So that's how I started. And I learned really quickly. I learned as I built the company, how you build a supplement company. I did not know. So again, it was like, I went to school for what I was choosing to do because I wanted to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's tough because I am a perfectionist. So I love to like understand the nuts and bolts, but my factory who's amazing partnered with me. And so he was very patient and he guided me through. I was going to say, it must've been hard to get those doctors to um, like trust you and be like, just try this. Like, I know it can work. Just please just try my supplement. Like getting into them because a lot of them are, are, it's hard to get into a doctor's office as it is you know, you have to go through the gatekeeper. And I know your family obviously is in that field already. So you have some connections, but still, I mean, into other people, it's, it's hard and you want to stand out on your own too. You're not mixing areas, you know, but you're just, I don't know. I, I just thought I was like, that's a, it's a hard thing to get into. Like it with was. anybody, like any, like any product yeah. that, trying to get people to try it or, or carry it or use it. Or yeah, I was really bright eyed and bushy tailed. I really thought like, okay, everyone will know that term works amazing. And of course they'd want to give the option to the patient. And I literally ran into walls all the time. Mm -hmm. And I finally realized that I have to be the best cheerleader of my company, which means I had to learn how to sell. I was an introvert. I was really hoping I could sit in my home office in peace with my little one-year-old babbling around. And because I would have this awesome team who knew how to sell, it would get wherever it was going to go. 
And I really never expected that I would have to step in. I'd have to learn how to get in front of people. I'd have to become an extrovert. I'd have to get on camera. I'd have to learn public speaking. I'd have to learn how to go just hang out with all sorts of new strangers and, and like them. That's, that's all new when you're an introvert. It's really hard as an introvert. Yeah. So all of it was a big change. And within my family, I would say I have two real supporters. Everyone else who's an MD kind of looked at me like, that's cute. I'm not putting anything. I'm not giving my patients something from Ayurveda, India. I don't know about that. So it was very shocking to me. I expected like there's 20, 30 of them that they'd all resoundingly become the base. Yeah. And they were like, no, that's kind of interesting. No. And so I was really shocked. I was like, wow. Okay. You guys, they support me in theory because they love me as a person, of course. but it doesn't fit into their practice pattern. And so I just really didn't understand how doctors think. So I found that DOs are my very open-minded physicians who are ready. Chiropractic, yeah. very open-minded and ready. Acupuncture, open-minded and ready. They deal in supplements and DOs look at the whole body, but a lot of MD physicians have like a, a very strict view of what they're going to practice based on what they've been taught. Even my own husband, I would say it took almost five years into fusionary before he was like, you know, my patient has inflammation. They could try turmeric for that. And I remember when he finally said that, I was like, it took your other family members saying that for five years now before you opened up to it, but it took you seeing that it worked again and again. So it's, it's fascinating. It, it is difficult, but I think that that just means you have to try harder. Like there's, there's no way around it. It is going to be hard. And I think it got easier over these last six years. Now, when I say you should take your turmeric, everyone's like, you're right. Because we just got through pandemic. Yeah. We were pre-inflamed going into a pandemic. We were all not as healthy as we could have been going into a pandemic. And we saw the disaster that it was. So now when I talk to a physician, they're like, you know, I'm open to offering good solutions to my patients. Or they'll say, all my patients ask me for turmeric. They say, can I take this turmeric doctor? Which turmeric should I take? So because the patient is coming in so educated, the doctor just says, I don't know, take anything. Now the doctor can say, actually, I have this really good one. I've met this woman. She has a PhD in it. It's made in the US. I trust this one. Yeah. So that's a big shift that just happened now. It's such a struggle. Like yeah. here you kind of thought it, yeah, it'd be a little bit, like, oh, this is like the golden ticket. I got it. We're good. But it just shows you like every entrepreneur has their own struggles and, and trying to figure that out, even though it sounded like you had it made almost, you know, right. It's like uh, thoughts and things can be deceiving. Yeah, it's true. And, and it's how you, yeah. So you really have navigated this on your own. Yeah. And I would say every two years we flip. So I built mm-hmm. the company, I branded it. I made these doctor folders. They were stunning. They were like $5 each. So when I had to throw them away, eventually I've, I was in pain. I built it like how a pharma rep would walk into a doctor's office and say, look, this is amazing. You should recommend it. What I underestimated is pharma reps cost a lot. Med device reps make a ton as well. So as a tiny company, I had no budget for that. Um, And who I did have in place to sell didn't end up doing it. I thought he'd be the national sales director and just handle all. And so I finally, about a year in, I was like, whoa, I need to start knocking on doctor's doors. So I did. I just started networking, going out there, maybe for a year and a half, two years. And this is while I had a one to two-year-old at home. So it was a major imbalance to my life to be going to networking events every night and meeting people. You know how it is when when you're in business at that 
pace and you've committed, that's a, a committed pace. You don't drop that ball. So I did that for a while and then I got burnt out because I was literally cold calling on every medical building's door. If you dealt with pain or inflammation, I was knocking on your door, trying to get through that front desk. Mm -hmm. And so eventually I told my husband, I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. I'm driving to Miami and everywhere in the burning heat. I'm one person. This is not growing fast enough. And so then I ended up finding a coach and joining a different program. So I kept struggling to understand if I'm a smart person who created a good product, how can this not be working? And so the new group of coaching that I met said, Hey, why don't you become a personal brand? You're obviously passionate, become a speaker, author, all those things. So I completely took a left turn and went in that direction, Mm -hmm. grew that loved it. I was out there speaking on stage. It was very, um, it changed my life permanently because I actually enjoy that probably more than anything. Mm-hmm. I love public speaking. I love teaching. I love teaching online. Like these things have become my true passion that I now realize are what I was here to do. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, okay, that was great. Right before the pandemic, I was like, we're going to need something else. I can't run around and speak all the time. This also is not easy as a mom. Yeah. So I thought, okay, why don't we pivot the company to e-com? build out e-commerce. So I invested in the company website being like the huge supplement companies out like, like a Josh Axe and all these people have really robust websites. Mm -hmm. So I built that out, huge investment in time. And then things started moving because we were finally taking care of the customer properly. All the people who had come to us, our email marketing and everything was beautiful and seamless. They were getting everything on time. I had to fix a lot of customer service issues. Um, and so finally everything was humming beautifully and the pandemic started and I was like, oh goodness gracious, I have to become the teacher of these kids. I have to hold happiness in this home and joy in a time when my surgeons can't operate. All my family members couldn't operate. That's a big deal to them. That's kind of their identity. So I, I just stepped right back out of my company. I was like, the company will survive. We have enough inventory. We'll just ship what people order off of e-com but I didn't have my hands in it. And so the company just held at that very low point. And last year, finally, kids started school, life got normal. I could be back in it. And I stepped in and I realized, okay, I have to start at the beginning. So now I'm just doing exactly what I did at year one, year two, I'm meeting with all my doctor's offices again. And so at Christmas this last year, I finally just had this like energy that felt like it came through me that said, just reach out to your network. You have goodwill with everybody. You've loved and taken care of everybody for six years now. Anytime and my, anytime people text me, call me, DM me, I have this problem with my health. What can I do? I need this thing. What can I do? I just take care of them because this is, I know I obey that. I'm happy to help anyone. And so when I did that around Christmas time, all of a sudden everyone texted me back and was like, Hey, let's meet. Hey, let's talk. Hey, let's do this. And so it created the, the momentum I needed again to kind of get out there. Yeah. So literally my year feels like every two years I flip to another way, another way, another way to do it. And now that I've landed back at cycle one, I'm enjoying it (laughs) and I'm hoping to build a team to help me with it this time. Yeah. You know, it's kind of fun. You get this like other chance to do things, but you're like, I learned from a lot in the past, you know, those things. And now I can, um, 
kind of tweak it and, and have fun with this a little bit. You get to play more, I guess. Yeah. And you do it with wisdom. You just don't do the mistakes. I will never cold call on medical buildings again. Yeah. That burnt me out. So you know what your burnout points are. You know how to pull in self-care way earlier mm. so that there's no burnout issues. Um, you know how to take care of yourself differently, I think. Yeah. What would you tell people like is the best connections that you've made or how, like how to connect with people? Like how did you, I mean, obviously you cold called in the beginning, but yeah. then when you did that, were you like, Hey, is there another ortho in your practice? Or is there another doctor or Cairo that you could introduce me to? Like what, how did that go for you? Or what did that look like for you with networking and connections? You know, cold calling, I find to be the hardest when you get to a doctor's office or any real office, that front desk is just trying to, if you're not a customer, they're just trying to manage you and understand who to push you off to or how to block you from coming in there, right? They're, they they are not there to waste their boss's time with everyone who walks in to solicit. So I have found cold calling to me to be excruciating. Now, at the same time, I have a colleague who is a rep for a probiotic company. And I talk to him all the time. He's wonderful. And he shared with me, he said, you know what I did in the pandemic because I couldn't do trade shows. And he said, I managed 7,000 accounts in South in Florida. So between chiropractic, acupuncture and functional medicine, he's managing about 7,000 accounts. And I was like, goodness gracious, that's amazing. How'd you do that? He said, well, I had my wife sit and she's working with me now. So she pulled every list of every doctor she cold calls them. She gets an appointment for me and I take those appointment calls and I make the sales pitch. Mm -hmm. So although I have not tried that method, I have heard from someone close to me that it works. Yeah. My method is much more in-person. So I like to know, am I working with a person who's good or bad? What is the vibe I get? And if we're both good people, we're only going to want to help each other. Mm -hmm. So if I find one amazing person, I'm like, Hey, can you connect me to any practitioners or people, you know? they'll connect me to two or three. I'll go meet them. Out of them, usually one will turn out to be great. Then I'll sit down with that person. We'll make a connection and we have lunch or tea. And I constantly just go based on one, one, and one and keep growing my network. Sometimes I do it through social. So yeah. if I had know someone amazing and they say, my functional medicine doctor is amazing, I will befriend the functional medicine doctor, DM them and say, Hey, I saw my friend Kim goes to you and she loves you. My name's Shivani. I'd love to talk to you about my tumor supplement if you have some time. Yeah. And they might say, oh, I have 20 minutes. Okay, I'll take the opening. Yeah. But I would rather, it's just my nature. Mm -hmm. I would rather go through someone I know because to do it cold is, is tough. Yeah. Because I was thinking of like people with a product. I mean, I have a service and that's what I do. So it's very, it's a different vibe of things too. Sure. Um, and so if you're trying to get your product or service out there and you don't have any connections, mm. like, how is that? I don't know. I was just thinking about this. Like if somebody was going to try to do that, like, how would they, what would, what would, I don't know. What would you suggest? Just like brainstorm with me for a minute or you know, like, <laughs> I would just... start by networking. Uh -huh. So I have a friend who texted me the other day. She said, you know what? I just moved to Fort Lauderdale from Miami mm -hmm. and I know you go to events. What are the best ones? Hmm. I said, that is a great question. I'll filter them for you right now. I've been to every single one in the last six years. Yeah. I can tell you very clearly, I would go to, she's a woman. I said, I would go to the women's events. I would go to the ones where you're going to meet professionals. Inevitably, you'll meet someone who will connect you to someone great. And that is your starting point. Um, if you don't know where to start at all, this is why we have chambers of commerce. Yeah. 
you'll still meet great people at chambers of commerce. Within chambers of commerce, you have women's lunch meetings that are monthly. You have young entrepreneur meetings that happen through those that I've been to that are very cool. Um, so I think chamber of commerce is the best starting point. Like when I lived in Jacksonville, I went to the chamber of commerce. Yeah. Then I met people in media. That's how I got on TV. So, so it's almost like you have to learn how to network yeah. and understand that networking is just you meeting another person. For me, I was always very intimidated. I was like, you want me to talk to a doctor? Oh my God. What if they think I'm stupid? Yeah. And so what I learned very quickly was doctors do know that they're very intelligent people. They've gone through a lot of training. So they just want to know that you're a fellow intelligent person who they're talking to. It's fascinating. They'll usually, <laughs> they'll usually throw a quiz question in there, like right at the beginning. Why do you think turmeric works the best? What are those pathways? Like, I did my PhD on it. I can answer that question, but okay. And then the minute, covered, yeah. yeah, the minute they know, you know, their your stuff, they're at ease. They're happy to have a conversation and they'll, they'll interact with you. So really you have to break down your own barriers around fearing connecting with people. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. Yeah. We put all these things in our own mind. Yeah. And so right now I'm unwilling to cold call. It just, my whole being says, no, I, I know enough people that I shouldn't have to do that yet. Yeah. And so I have a team member who I just brought in who I was like, you get to go cold call. That's the channel I want. You get to go knock on those doors and he's trying and it's hard. And I know it's hard. Some people are great at cold calling. Yeah. I will say like, I know some people who are just like, they they've mastered it. I don't know what, but they figured it out. Yeah. That's amazing. Which is amazing. Yeah. I, God bless them. Like it's. Yeah. And if you are truly introverted, which I was before now, I'm like a half, half, I recharge by being alone in silence, but I also really enjoy connecting with people. I want both in every single day and every single week. Yeah. Um, then LinkedIn is helpful because you can reach out through LinkedIn and find pretty much everyone on earth. And if you're good at sitting there and, and following up and connecting, you know, one out of every 50 leads might pan out, but it could be the one. Mm -hmm. So I look at it as, you know, you just never know you in sales. It's about numbers. And so you have to just put yourself out there. Yeah. And with connecting, it's about learning to just enjoy it and really be in the right centered space yourself so that when you meet somebody, you're going to be your best self. And the resonance that you have yeah. is what they're going to want to work with. I used to think I have to be a certain way and look a certain way to have people want to work with me. And I really gave that up because it has no relevance it's it, how I looked is not going to decide if you're going to work with me, but if the vibe I give off is I'm happy and centered, mm -hmm. you're a hundred times more likely to say, Hey, I liked her. So my job is really to be my happiest and most centered self, which is a much easier job yeah. than anything else I could be trying to do. It's so true. It's so mm -hmm. true. I mean, it's energy, right? Like exactly. people can feel that, yeah. get the vibe and yeah. Yeah. And they'll know. They'll oh know. yeah. They'll know clearly, like either they feel good or not good. And I think as women, sometimes we're very good at understanding that we have an intuition and sometimes we need to even practice further using that as a muscle mm -hmm. and men can too. You know, we all have the ability to sense a vibe and an intuition. And sometimes it's about checking in and asking ourselves, do I like this person? Do I want to work with them? Is this going to work out well? Mm -hmm. And if your body says no, and you still work out with them, you work with them, you'll see the results of that. Yeah. You know, 
it's it's yeah usually the connections that you make that you both vibe much better or that are just meant to be yeah work out way better of course um something as like an entrepreneur that I know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with (laughs) including myself is that like relationship and entrepreneurship like um line and balance because it's um yeah, it can be tricky, right? Like for sure, <laughs> for sure. It can be tricky because your entrepreneurship self can leak into every aspect of your whole being life and every minute that you're alive. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you balance that with you and your husband and kids? And, you know, I think kids helps because kids demand your attention. For me, my kids have a schedule. My life is based on their schedule. They have to be woken up, sent to school. They have to be picked up and managed. We get to enjoy our evenings together. Boom, husband shows up and he either gets to walk into hell on earth, chaos or a beautiful space. And I made a decision a long time ago where I was like, you know, it's not fair to him that every day he walks in and all he sees is a woman who cannot keep these people together, a house that's a wreckage, children who are deeply unhappy and chaotic. And so I, I've done the work over the last couple of years to create peace. And it's not always easy because in busy seasons, you have to take your hands off the reins and kind of let things fall where they're going to fall um, or in the holiday season when things are five times busier. But for me, my because I'm an entrepreneur, because I love what I do, and I pretty much have two companies, I have the supplement company. And then I, as a practitioner, have my six week programs online where I'm teaching once a week online, or people are DMing me and saying, Hey, I heard about you. I need a consultation. I have this health issue. Um, my brain can be in it all day, every day and every minute. And I have to say to myself, okay, he's here. Do you want to spend 10 minutes with your husband today? Do you want to spend 30 minutes with him? What is the mood you want to bring to the table? Cause we're all adults and we all get to choose what mood, what vibe and how much energy we're going to reserve for each other. And so there's some days where I gave my whole entire day's energy to my workout and my work. And I come in at empty, literally empty tank at eight o'clock. And I just look at him and go, I need to go to bed now. And he's like, okay. He's like, I got the kids. I'm like, thank you. Because I know my limits. I know what I did. and so on most days I can plan and say, okay, I have an event tonight. I have this. So really it's, it's almost like full court press. You're managing your life at a level called, we both want to be successful. We both want to build great things. His mind is on his company and his practice all the time. My mind is on my goals all the time. We have these beautiful kids. And so I think the kids is like the, the one space where we both recognize it's important to put everything down. So we finally, when it comes to the kids, I guard our weekends. Like it's my job. I say, you know what, from Friday at four, I really do try to put a hard line in my work. And sometimes I'll say, you know, if I could just work a few hours on the weekend, that never works. So I've started setting a vibe where we exercise on the weekends. We yoga on the weekends. We eat out and have fun on the weekends. We try to get on nature on the weekends. Um, If he needs to go put a couple hours in his office, he's good at going, focusing, and coming back. For me, my list of things to do in my planner is endless. So I just try to practice being as present as I can. And I know that if I like worked one more full day a week, obviously things would go better. 
but it's not better in the long run. If what matters in the long run is my marriage, my family, my home, and us being, you know, raising beautiful, happy, vibrant kids, it takes having the discipline to hold real boundaries around that. And it's really hard because between Instagram and Facebook and my phone pinging 24 seven, and I answer my own 800 number for Fusionary, technically I'm just available all the time. And so sometimes that can drive you a little nuts. Like some days I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know who I haven't answered back. And at times that can look unprofessional, all of that. Um, And so what I do is I just set certain days and certain time periods where I'm like, kids, you guys get movie night. Mommy has to do her follow-up and re-catching up. And they're like, okay. So, So in my relationship, I just try to remember that he married me to be with me. He didn't marry my business. He didn't marry my entrepreneurial venture that we all hope will work out. Who knows? You never know in business. He married me as a person and I need to choose to show up with energy into our relationship. Otherwise I'm choosing to sacrifice this. Mm. I don't think we should assume that our marriage and every relationship we have will last forever if we're not going to put energy and time in. And that honestly takes discipline work. Like even my own mom, I'll forget to call her for weeks. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I, I call her back usually from events. So if oh I don't, if I didn't go to an event yeah. and I'm not driving back at night and someone else calls me, cause I'm getting so many phone calls, I'll forget to talk to her. And she'll say, you know, Shelly, I forgot to call you and you forgot to call me what happened. So that's the kind of thing where I'm saying, I think your circles do tend to get smaller when you're working at a fast pace in your business, because you only have the capacity to be close to and interact with so many people. Mm-hmm. If at a business level, your, your reach is spreading really fast, but it just makes you hold on to the important people that much tighter. Like my inner circle got very tight and that's who I take care of and love. And everyone else kind of has gotten the message that Shivani's going at hundred miles an hour and we're just going to let her do her thing and come Indian Christmas and holidays. <laughs> she'll be back to us because <laughs> she's going to want to be with us, you know? So everyone has those seasons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I totally get it. Um, yeah, you have to water everything, right? You yeah. have to water the ground, water the plants, the, your relationship, that type of stuff, because everything needs a little bit of your energy. Yeah. So what would you tell new entrepreneurs that are starting out and want to get, you know, their sales off the business or any entrepreneur in general, I guess mm-hmm. it could be either or um, that you would want them to know in business or in life or in balance? (laughs) I think I would say entrepreneurship will take you potentially so much longer than you thought. And you get to learn that it's a spiritual journey. You get to learn that it's not actually tied to how intelligent you are. It's not tied necessarily to how passionate you are. It's not necessarily tied to how many resources you have. You can think that you're walking in with everything and there's no guarantees. So it really comes down to the spiritual journey, in my opinion. The sooner you can get into resonance alignment with yourself, like the sooner you resonate with exactly who you are and your life purpose. In India, we call that dharma. They pronounce it dharma here. Your dharma, your purpose is why your soul was brought here to earth. So the sooner you align to it, the sooner I think the whole universe conspires to help you. 
And so you start a company thinking it's going to be A, and it turns out to be like Z, and you have no idea how you grew enough to grow it to that point. Um, And so it just takes immense patience. It takes so much self-love and self-acceptance. I think it takes doing the work spiritually. Don't assume that you, you can avoid it. You have to do the work. It takes coaching and mentorship. Keep finding the coaches who will hold space for you because sometimes you won't be able to hold that space for yourself. Um, forgive yourself a lot on the journey and, um, and truly remember that it's, it's something that you're going to learn all your lessons in it. And hopefully you have the grit and hopefully you have the circumstances even if you have grit and you don't have circumstances, that's tough. So if hopefully the circumstances align, your grit and passion and alignment aligns and the world aligns for your business to be exactly what you hope it to be. You know, it's, it's a lot of things coming together, conspiring together. And then hopefully you find self-care. I teach Ayurvedic self-care because if you don't have self-care on board and you're not filling your cup, it gets very difficult to keep filling everyone's cup around you and manage so many things because you'll be working from a place of emptiness and that's where burnout happens. Mm -hmm. So, so many times I've seen that, I've seen that in my own family. And so I just remind everyone when you're about to quit, it's because you didn't start self-care early enough. You didn't have enough practices in place to have real vibrant health so that you had the tolerance for and the stamina for what you've signed up for. Yeah. You know? So true. It's so true. It is such a journey in yourself. Like, yeah, you dig deep and you dig deep oh again. My gosh, you learn you so much about yourself. Question yourself a hundred <laughs> times, and you say, "Is anyone else crazy enough to subsidize a tumor company for five years? Is anyone else nuts?" At one point, I lost my wedding ring. I was running around Miami selling all day and meeting doctors, and I had lost. I had lost weight, so my rings got loose. So I they fell. I went back to Miami and I looked through every office I visited, couldn't find it. And so the following year, it came time to invest in inventory. And my husband said, would you like a wedding ring, an engagement ring again? Or would you like inventory? And I said, inventory all day. And he's like, are you kidding? I was like, no, I have to save the world with turmeric. Like, what's the point of me living? If I don't get to do this job, I'll get a ring later. And he's like, I can't, I just wanted to see what you would say. So that's the that kind of thing. Like had I, when I started Fusionary, I probably didn't have that mindset, but once you're in it and you see what you built and what it does, you fall so deeply in love that you'll do anything. <laughs> and so that grit and that like depth of love, I think just happens through the entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that depth of love that you build for your business, which to me, I consider my company, my third child. Um, this baby that I birthed for the world is my greatest gift. My beautiful children are also my greatest gifts, but this gift that I will give to the world, it's, it's exactly what I was meant to do. It's exactly what I'm here for. So you give up everything for it. You really do, but you have to learn how to not sacrifice your normal, real, beautiful, personal life just for the venture that you're creating. Yeah. Yeah. It's a balance. It is. It is. It's boundaries. It's, it's healthy boundaries. It's self-love enough to prioritize better. Mm -hmm. It's 
learning ebb and flow, yin and yang. I say yin and yang all the time. In this week, I'm going to soak up the joy. And next week, it might be challenging. We're just going to flow with what is. Yeah. I love that story. I think it's just, it shows that you're like a true entrepreneur, right? This is, you're in it for your purpose in this world. You're not in it for the money. You're not in, I mean, obviously the money is um, a reward and it's the, you know, like it makes it fun, obviously. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but, and it lets you grow it and it yeah. lets you receive the fact that you won, you know, it's, it's a metric. Yeah. And without that metric, sometimes you, you lose your way. Cause you're like, well, how am I going to sustain this thing? Yeah. How am I going to grow it? Um, but yeah, to me, it, it, it's exactly what I was meant to do and I know it. Yeah. And so there's no turning back, you know? Yeah. And you've made it six years and going strong Yes, and it's wonderful. Yes. And you just have to find that renewed energy each year. You have to pick what it is you're going to focus on. Amazing. Yeah. And, And I think connecting to awesome people and fellow entrepreneurs is also a big deal. Um, you, we can't work in silos all alone. And I think we saw that in the pandemic, all of a sudden, everyone was alone in their homes, lacking connection. And look at how quickly everyone was like, I'll eat out. I'll do whatever I'll travel. Like I can't be locked in. It's not worth it to me. So, I mean, you know, your theme is connecting. And I think that the more we connect in business with people who we like to work with, with building a team who we like to work with, with building company culture, that's awesome. Then all of a sudden how you work and your workplace is so joyful. It's as joyful as home. And so then there's no, um, there's none of that feeling of, oh, I have to go to work, you know? So when you build a place that feels like to me, my office is as comfortable as my home. My partner is as amazing as my family. So to me to go to work is a pure joy. And so it's that much easier. And then if you connect, I mean, I got to connect to you. I've been connecting with so many amazing women. So it's like, wow, my business is a vehicle to meet amazing people. That's amazing. How cool is that? Right. It's like, it just makes it so uplifting and so um, exciting. Yeah. And joyful and it teaches you and you get to grow from it. And there's so much abundance, I think, that comes from connecting to the right people along your journey. Mm. And I meet people sometimes who are super connectors. I call them super connectors. When you're someone who has made the effort to get to know a lot of people and Anytime you meet someone, you're like, I need, I know who you need to meet and you're ready to connect them to someone right then and there. So to me, that's someone who's always out there finding the best and who's going to connect you to your next best connection. Yeah. Who knows? That could be your new best friend. That could be your new best business relationship. That could be someone who helps you write your next book. You just never know. Yeah. And so that's what I have found so cool about connecting with people here in South Florida, at least in person, is you keep finding new, amazing people who change your life. It's so true. And that's huge. So if people want to connect with you, how can they find you and how can they get connected with you? Um, One easy way is Instagram. On Instagram, I'm Gupta, and that's S-H-I-B-A-N-I-G-U-P-T-A. And I'm at Fusionary Formulas Rx. I'm also on Facebook under those names and YouTube and all those places. And then my websites are shivanigupta.com and fusionaryformulas.com. And I'll put that all in the show notes so everybody can have it. 
But um, this has just been such a pleasure. Thank a pleasure. You. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank oh, you. This is so special. It's so special having you on. Thank you. This is so nice. I so enjoy being here with you every Monday and digging into these amazing stories. But before I see you next week, if you've enjoyed this episode, tell a friend or write a review on iTunes. I appreciate all your support and love staying connected on Instagram or at you'vegotconnections.com, especially if you want to know more on how to connect with these business owners. If you want to see some behind the scenes or tell me your thoughts on this episode or email me at you'vegotconnections at gmail.com. Until next time.